Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. TGIF. Except it's not really TGIF if Urkel is not on television, if Carl is not on television. Wow. If Eddie is not on television, Eddie, one of the most underrated television sons of all time. Brentsy loves the Winslows. Great family. <laughs> Great family. Man, F, F the Cosby's, man. <laughs> Carl Winslow ain't dropping any mollies and any no. chick's jello no, to he, get in her pants. He, I'll tell you that He much. was just a friendly local cop. Man, talk, talk about being typecast, too. Like, uh, dude, he was in, that, uh, he was in uh, Die Hard, too. Sort, sort of the clueless cop yeah, exactly. buying all the donuts. He's exactly. like, oh, hey, why, why, why. So that body just fell out my car. What's going on here? I know, it's so that's all he's. That's the role, big cop. Yeah, speaking, uh, speaking of uh, Die Hard, I see, uh, I see. There's a new Die Hard movie coming out. Actually, it's, really? Yeah, it's called Skyscraper with the Rock. <laughs> Did it? I'm bringing, see, bringing some hay material see, out of the game. Yeah, yeah, see the ads for it too, Marantz? They're like 3D. They're coming out of the TV with like the fire and stuff. I'm like, oh my God. It's freaking me out. It actually looks all right. Yeah, it does. Where's your family? Ah, oh, they're 264 floors up. It's kind of been done before. Yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah, so. just a, not, not even once. It's been done like a, a million times before. They're not re- I see, reinventing the I wheel. I see in the trailer too. His yeah. daughter's stuck in a, yeah. in a skyscraper. That's right. He can't get in, so I don't know, man. He crashed through and like with a crane or something yeah, like that. He so- jumped off like a crane that's on fire in the trailer or something. And she asked him, "How'd you get in?" He goes, "I used the crane." And I'm um, thinking, you know, wouldn't the bad guys see you like outside the window on a big crane and pummel you on the crane? Like, wouldn't exactly. they notice? Yeah. Hey, the rock's on a crane outside, and he's trying to jump in the window here. <laughs> like, that should be the real. That'd be good. Like you go to a movie. And basically, like, there's like big dramatic music. It's yeah, the yeah, plot. Dun, 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 dun. The Rock, you know, you, you know, he climbs. He's about to get in, and instead, he just gets shot in the yeah. face. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> he plunges to his death, and the movie's yeah, over. Roll credits. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> roll credits. I'm with you, man. Oh, be like, no, people no. would be like, people would be freaked Actually, out in the theater. It, it would be great. It would be great because we've seen uh, then, so many yeah. stupid endings of these of these action exactly. movies. This I want to see what, the bad yeah. guy put put a full couple bullets yeah. in his mouth and then have a little thing yeah. at the end with the producer. You know what? We were going to make him the hero, but we right. thought we'd make it realistic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, <laughs> in real life, you'd get shot in the face, plunged to your death off the top of the skyscraper in about seven minutes. So. Uh, you know, enjoy the movie, people. Exactly. These would be more realistic. You're so right. They never, they never even tried it once in like a movie in the history of time to actually have the bad guy win. Now, listen, make it more realistic. You know that anyway. I, you know that I have a pretty dark, uh, no, sorry, but, but I'm dark with you. Uh, sense I, of humor, right? I'm with you 100 percent on this one. So I'm always one of these people that I hate those endings at the end. 
It's like I like movies where the couple doesn't get back together. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody dies. Yeah, exactly. Um, Realism. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, Who you said know. life was supposed to be? A, you see me and you through a crane. You know, if we got on the crane, I'm slipping right off because I got greasy fingers from chicken say, wings and I'm dead. That show, uh, This Is Us, seemed like a little too much for it, me. Oh, it was too which much. Which I didn't watch. I got to be honest. I, I used to see the This, this Is Us uh, TV commercials during oh, football games like, too much. repeatedly. Oh. And it was like, like the most depressing storylines ever. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm dying of AIDS. Yep. You know, I can't marry you. Dad's, a, Dad's yeah. a drunk, and he lit himself on fire in the house. Oh, well. You know, no, honestly, I used to watch it after football, too. And then you, if, you had a, if you had a bad day, and then your woman was like, hey, let's watch Just As Us, like, I literally am just like, I can't take any. No, no, you can't. They, no. Like, it, it was too much. I'm I even, sure that show led to suicide. No, I told her. I go, this is just too much even for me. Like, I can't, I can't handle this. I'm always like that, but... Um, the ending of a Better Call Saul and its well, last I season. I haven't seen. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Well, yet. I'm not going to not not spoil it for people because it was on TV like two years ago. Okay. <laughs> and, and Better Call Saul. I guess they're coming back in August. Like it's about damn time, guys. Like they're taking a long hiatus. Yeah. Like AMC is going to have to do one of those marathons <laughs> just to remind people like what's going on in the damn show. But the last episode of Better Call Saul was like over the top. Over the top, like the ending was like never in a million years would I thought that they would do what they did in which basically like Buddy like blows himself up and like, you don't see it coming. You don't see which it. Which is good. Which yeah, is very and it's good. one of these like you're thinking there's no way in hell. Like they're not going to end the season like this. And the way that it ended and I'm watching it and it was so well done and so real. I was actually like talking to the computer. I was like, yeah. don't, no. I was like, no, nah, man. Like, I saw about five, seven minutes, ten minutes in the show. I was like, holy shit, they're going to, he's going to do this. <laughs> As he was doing, I was so into it. I'm like, don't do this, man. I was like, no, 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 no. Don't do it. Don't, don't. He kicks the kerosene over there. And, um, yeah, and then after. I remember tweeting about it and saying, that wasn't cool, man. <laughs> like, it, like, it, like it, it impacted you. Like, you're watching it going, what the hell's going on here? Well, yeah, yeah. The, the season ended with one of the lead characters committing suicide. And it ended with him dying. That was the, it just cut the credits. It was yeah. like, you got to hand it to him. That's, that's getting it done. That's thinking outside the box. We need more of that, Gabe. Sorry, I know it, I know it affected you, but I, I'm down, I'm down was, with shows being like that. It was, uh, it it was, was, it was well done. AMC does a lot of good work. It reminds me of uh, that show Models, Inc. on a lighter note. Do you remember the show Models, Inc.? Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen, like, a lot of it, but I've, I've seen it before. It was an Aaron Spelling sort of uh, spill-off spill off, yeah. of Melrose Place and Beverly Hills and all the other Yeah, crap. they sort of yeah. rolled it all into one in this new mega show, Models, models Incorporated. Inc. Models, Inc. And it was basically, like, uh, what models will do to make it in a business. Racy. Oh, yeah. So it was very racy. And um, <laughs> me, you know, me, me and my buddies got roped into it, man. Like, you know, a bunch of metalheads watching Models, Inc. And the last episode came. So there was, a, like, a big murder plot and stuff. So the last episode, there's a wedding. And this chick's pissed, man. She wants to stop the wedding. And she fires the gun. Like, she walks into the church. And it's like, you know, it's so cheesy. Does anybody yeah. have anything to say Same. to stop this? <laughs> I she do. walks in. She's like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I do. <laughs> Boom. And she pulls the trigger. And the bullet goes. And they roll to credits. Oh, it's nice. like the end of the season. Good work. 
No, I was frustrated. <laughs> yeah. They canceled the show. Oh, after. wow. There was no ending. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was no ending. Like, people were pissed, man. It was like, yeah, you, you know, see the bullet. Like, Who did it hit? What's going yeah, on here? It was like, did, it, did it hit the dude yeah, or did it hit the, the chick? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, which, who did it hit? I'm thinking the bride. Probably. Like, it, they tried. They were going for one of those, like, who shot JR moments, yeah. which I'm actually old enough to remember. Yeah, I remember who shot JR. When, uh, it was a big deal. Oh, yeah. It was a very big deal. Like, networks were like, that was the whole thing, man. There was no PVR, whatever. You got together with friends for who the Who Shot JR party. It was one of the biggest uh, biggest television yep. uh, moments ever. For sure. Who, who Shot JR. Exactly. Right up there with Who Shot Mr. Burns. Dallas. Oh, yeah. Dallas. <laughs> what a show. And then Dallas, man, after a uh, great show, Charlene uh, Tilton. <laughs> Tilton. Charlene Tilton. Tilton. Tilton, yeah. <laughs> Charlene Tilton, man. She had it going on. I can't lie. I like, like chicks from that era, too. I got to I actually like, I like every one of those chicks oh, on that show. I'm with you 100%. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that era. Like, you know like, what I mean? I'm a big, I, was, I was a younger guy, so I'm that's a when we were getting into chicks. Big Victoria Principal oh, fan. Oh, big time. She's, she was Pam. Smoke show. show. Oh, yeah. She was a smoke show. JR's wife, Linda Gray. I mean, she was hot. Hot MILF. Yep. Charlene Tilton was like the smoke show young blonde chick on the show. Yeah, they're really they 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 they, they were all hot. Yeah, they were quaffed, hot, ready to rock. <laughs> you said it. Fal- then they had Falcon so, Crest and the all best, the other ones. Okay, Those chicks so, were beautiful back. So then. they did the Who the Shot yeah. Jr. Like people don't realize if you're listening to how big this show Dallas was. No, right? Was they showed the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders in the city of Dallas in the intro. The oil derricks and yeah. Mighty. Yeah. yeah, they're all rich on a ranch <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Like, you watch that, you're That's like, right. man, I want to live in Dallas. So, I want to be on that ranch with these chicks and go to cowboy games. Exactly. Like, it made, like, Texas, like, that show, like, had a big influence, like, building the city of Dallas. Yeah. Everything's bigger in Texas. Oh, yeah. You're like, man, big, big breasts, big money. Big hair. Football. Like, yeah. yeah, you said it. Everything was huge. I could see you get roped into watching a show like Models, Inc., Gabe. Yeah, so I like the, uh, I like the fact, though, they screwed everyone at the end. After, like, eight years of the show Dallas, yep. the storyline got so insane, like, they, they had to rein it in. So, uh, basically, it's that famous scene. <laughs> Bobby's not dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she goes in the shower. Fucker. Yeah, like, he was dead. Hey, hey everybody. Like Patrick Duffy split the show because he, he wanted money. So, they Patrick killed Bobby. Duffy. They killed him. Like, they, you know, the Dallas producers yeah. were, like, shrewd camp. Like, yeah. they were like, we're, oh, not, yeah. you know, we're not screwing around. You want money? We're going to kill your character. character. Like, you think we're playing around? So they called his bluff. They're like, yeah, yeah, we shot you, bro. You're, 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 you're not dead. even in the show anymore. You're dead. Yep. But the ratings went down yeah, without bring, him. Bring Bobby back. So they were like, how are we going to do this? So, like, they, they were the first ones to define that moment. Like, the, the dream sequence in which Victoria Principal, looking pretty hot, I might add, Half naked in a towel. Mm. She wakes up in the morning. She's all depressed. Oh, Bobby. She sees like a picture of him. She gets in the shower. There's Bobby. Right there. He's like, good morning. (laughs) She's like, it was all a dream. That's awesome. People were pissed. People were like, man, you can't take eight years of TV and say it was all a dream. Yeah, you can. In soaps, you can. 
How many times has Stefano died on Days of Our Lives? God, the guy's been a ghost like 50 times. I get hooked on soap operas when I work the night shift. I watch. I used to watch that show Passions with Timmy the Midget and uh, Tabitha. Yeah, I, I don't know. I shouldn't even admit that. I shouldn't even admit this. Oh, Tabitha's yeah. smoking hot. <laughs> I have a big, uh, man, I love Elizabeth Montgomery. Big time. <laughs> big time. I like to pinch that nose. Yeah. <laughs> Old man in Boston oh, checks in. Says uh, you were even hot for uh, the both Miss Ellies. Actually, Donna Reed wasn't uh, bad, and it's a wonderful life. Yeah, I was a big, big fan of uh, the blonde chick on the Beverly Hills Hillbillies too. Great era. You're right. You can't think of a better era for television. Like that was, it was top of the food chain. No, the chicks were the top hottest. The that was like the hottest era. Oh, of chicks. definitely, definitely. Oh, like God, uh, like now, man, whatever. Yeah. Like you know, ooh, you know, Kaylee Kuko. Ooh, know what it was? They were women. When you watch those shows, it was never like you're a girl. It's always like they were just like sexy, sexy, sexy women. Well, I'm, t- I'm telling people, if you guys are tuning in uh, right now, look up uh, Audrey Landers. The Landers sisters. They were uh, part of one of the best damn TV shows ever made. BJ and the Bear. <laughs> I like BJ and the Bear. BJ and the Bear was like the same era as uh, Sheriff Lobo. Oh, yeah, I know. Andre Landers, yeah. Ooh, wow. Yeah, Audrey Landers. No one could fit into a tight sweater like her. No, she's got bedroom eyes. <laughs> Sabrina was good, though. Yeah, Elizabeth Montgomery. You know, the only one at the time I really, uh, at the time I wasn't, uh, I didn't uh, have the hots for was uh, was Jeannie. I Dream of Jeannie? Yeah, yeah. Barbara Eden. Yeah. But uh, Barbara Eden, uh, Barbara Eden actually is hot as she got older. I'm not saying she isn't, but she aged gracefully. I don't know. I didn't really watch. I yeah. dream with Jeannie that much. That's not. That doesn't seem like your type of show. I like Bewitched better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bewitched was great. I don't know what it is about Bewitched too. All the husbands were all gay. You should watch that uh, channel. But they couldn't tell anybody. They're bringing back uh, on CHCH. They have like Batman reruns of like the old ones. I watch it all the time. Bam! I'll tell you that. Julie Newmar's Catwoman. Oh, uh, yeah. Great suit. Great suit. I grew up watching all that stuff. Yeah. Great great stuff. And they have Bewitched and all that. Yeah. They have like a classic zone. Grand Prix Wrestling. (laughs) That's right. Maple Leaf Wrestling. Maple Leaf Wrestling. Amazing. Andre the Giant and uh, Hulk Hogan. Ed Carl. Ed Carl. It was before the WWF was big. WWF sort of came in and bought bought all these guys out. Yeah, style for sure. Well, they bought them out. Yeah. They they bought them out. All right. So so speaking of uh, buying people out, I'm I'm sure many of you are hoping that we're going to buy your sorry asses out and just give you these World Series tickets. Not happening. No. You know what? We've decided um, since nobody's answered the questions, uh, actually, Instead of making them easier, we're going to make them harder. We're going right to the third base level questions now. We're throwing fastballs today. Nothing but heat. I didn't see that one coming. I thought you were going to throw more junk today. Well, more junk. I mean, it's time to get the tee ball and uh, get the little tee out and put it on the tee. Honestly, like, you know, I got some new questions for people today. All right. What does MLB stand for? 
The answer is Jamie Moyer. There are two teams that play baseball in New York. What are their names? Like, can we get, like, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I like what no, Sussman no. did yesterday. Like, Sussman, Sussman's a smart guy. And like he even said, Sussman made the questions, and he even said, I'm kind of getting a little aggravated by people's kind of, you know, lack of knowledge of things. So he's like, you know what? I made them easier. And he did. He made, like, the first round easier. Well, you notice a lot of people got to second base? And I was like, you know, come on, man. Which player? Yeah, exactly. Like yesterday, people which, which player was involved with uh, with Steve Bartman? Yeah. Which player, you know? Yeah, yeah. Who, who was the guy? Even though, you know what, um, Alex Gonzalez is the guy that deserves the blame for that. I agree with you 100%. He's he, he the guy gets, who booted the game. He gets a free pass. He does game. get a free pass. <laughs> he really does. Why is it a lose fault when Alex Gonzalez made the air on the simple on the simple ball? It's Moises Alou's fault because Moises Alou blamed Bartman. That's why yeah. it's his fault. Like, Alou is a jerk. If Alou doesn't point at Bartman, Bartman and start yeah. yelling at him. Bartman's life's not real. Bartman isn't getting threatened to get murdered outside the stadium after. Exactly. Whatever. Bartman got a World Series ring. Everything. Uh, yeah. It worked out for him. Yeah. Just like a Hollywood movie. True. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Just a joke. Bring back the rope. Bring back the rope. And the singer's real good. Yeah, he's got real pipes on him. <laughs> singer's uh, uh, singer's real, 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 real good. Uh, you know who else was real good, but um, never really got. Uh, I think the um, the uh, the respect. Uh, that he deserved. It's never really appreciated, but whatever, man. People are jackasses in today's society, so they, they, they don't uh, they, they don't appreciate uh, anything, and they criticize everything. But DeMarco Murray has announced his retirement. Solid career. DeMarco Murray's announced his retirement from the National uh, Football League just a couple hours ago, about an hour ago or so. So uh, can you say Derrick Henry uh, for fantasy purposes? Yep. But uh, nevertheless... Uh, DeMarco Murray, since 2011, ranked third amongst running backs in the National Football League with rush attempts, 1,604 attempts. He was third in rush yards, 7,174 yards, and he was fourth in rushing touchdowns, 49 rushing touchdowns. So he played in the National Football League since 2011, and uh, he ranks in the uh, top four 
in all three major rushing uh, categories. You don't hear his name very often if, either. If, I, if yeah. I threw those numbers, I said, who accomplished this? Not a lot of people would nope. say, oh, DeMarco Murray. You're right. He did so underrated. And a great college player as well. And, oh, yeah, and you know what? I like to see a guy. I like to see these guys that, um, like, there's no rule that says they need to scrape you off the field and you need to be playing and get cut and get discussed and, uh, ooh, you know, get, get a try with the Arizona Cardinals and guys like Chris Johnson to hang on. Yeah. DeMarco Murray, man, the guy's from Las Vegas. When I lived in Vegas, he had his own radio show there from Dallas. It was basically he'd call in and yep. stay on for two hours a week and take yep. calls or whatever. But so he's from Vegas, good kid, and he's made a lot of money. He's not beat up. He wants to get out before he is. Smart guy. Like like I said, there's no rule that says that you know, you're know you not allowed to leave before they kick you out. I've always respected Barry Sanders when people are like, oh, why'd you leave? Well, the guy wanted to be able to walk when he was older, right? So you know what? He did everything he did in the NFL. The guy was one of the best backs going. And I, I I appreciate that move, especially when you're going to have kids. Do we have Steve Merrill? Lucky Steve. Steve. Lucky Steve. Lucky Steve. No. No. <laughs> Call him. I really should start double checking whether these guests are on hold, but uh, you know it's okay, buddy. <laughs> I just sort of yes. assumed since we were into uh, 4:25 at uh, at this point in time. So yeah, we'll get uh, we'll get Steve Merrill. You're right. You're right though about Demarco Murray. Like those numbers, like you don't even hear people whisper about him. One of the guys that really fell under the radar his whole career. He's never really a, just a popular guy. He was just kind of there. You know what he is? He's a guy just that solid. People, people always said too that oh he was just you know I think people said oh he put his numbers up because. Uh, he was on the Dallas Cowboys, right? Oh, anyone can run behind that line. But we see that's not, you know. That's not totally the case. That hasn't been the case. That 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 uh, fully hasn't been the case. So I, I'm dead serious about uh, Derrick Henry. We'll jump into that. Uh, Derrick Henry is going to be locked and loaded. He's going to go very high regardless. And, you know, look, listen, truth be told, um, truth be told, Henry should have been getting more touches anyways. Mm-hmm. DeMarco Murray has lost a step, and, you know, Murray sees that. And let's not forget, they brought in Deion Lewis as well. The Titans, so the Titans' uh, backfield interesting. Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis Deion now. Lewis. But, uh, we'll, get to, we'll get back to that after we bring in Steve Merrill right now. Steve, lucky Steve. What's going on, Steve? Hey, guys. How you doing? Pretty good, Steve. I need some uh, pineapple chicken, <laughs> a couple of egg rolls. <laughs> Some Kung Pao. Oh, yeah, I love Kung Pao. Love Kung Pao, Gabe. Nice and hot. What's the uh, What's the, the Lucky Steve special tonight? Tropical fruit costs extra. Our drink of the night, though, is the Jersey Turnpike. That's when you take the bar rag, you sweep the counter, and you squeeze it into some shot glasses. <laughs> the Jersey Turnpike. Nice rag. Still sounds better than a Cleveland steamer. Yeah, it sure does. It's not quite as expensive as a Long Island iced tea. It's for those on a budget. Long Island iced teas are good. Were they, were they really invented on Long Island? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, Cardano, there's no, Cardano's like a Long Island guy. He, he would know, but I, I, I they're believe, called uh, Long Island iced tea. I believe the, the chairman of the board, uh, my own, is a, a Long Island guy, too. Like to, Maybe they, somebody they made it somewhere else to just call it Long Island Iced Tea. I don't know. Doesn't make much sense. Man, that stuff messes you up. Oh, you think? I'm a fan. 
like those daiquiris <laughs> at Circus Circus. They're loaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah having, they were loaded. I'll be having a few of the daiquiris uh, next month in Las Vegas, Nevada. Going down there for the IFBC and uh, Super Contest weekend and uh, and everything else in between as uh, the football season's uh, right around the corner, Steve. Less than a month for the preseason. I mean, yeah, as you August know, that, officially, yeah, exactly. Betting lines are like three, three and a half weeks away. Um, preseason's tricky. I, I found the last few years to be trickier than it was, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago when I started. Um, the lines really are sharper now. Um, everybody has the same information. Yeah. Um, I use a lot more situational analysis. You know, back in the 90s when I started, it was always about the quarterback rotations, knowing who's playing. Um, now I look for more kind of motivational angles where a team might, you know, want to win after a bad effort or a new coach might want to make a statement, et cetera. You know, Steve, you're right. I used to uh, be a big – and I used to put thousands of dollars down on select um, – select preseason games. Uh, but I remember the late, great Dave Malinsky, may he rest in peace, used to talk about this, that he used to actually go to spring training in the pre-internet days. And he really would have an advantage because he would, he'd be seeing things, he'd be knowing things about the the um, the Grapefruit League yep. that you just wouldn't know because there were no computers. Exactly. Just, he, he, just he had his own know. database, a pen so, and paper. Yeah, so he sort of, him and his buddy, he said it was great. He used to go to spring training and always sort of, you know, call the bets in and sort yep. of feel like he had an advantage. But he lost that advantage in the internet era. For sure. Everybody knows everything now about everything. And it's similar, same, same thing, Steve. Like, I remember in the old days, I used to actually order team newsletters. Yep. Right, I used to actually go out to the local newsstand and like buy the Boston Herald to know what the Patriots were doing in a preseason game. The average person wasn't doing that. Like I had an advantage, and I knew more. Now you don't, like you said, Steve. You really don't. And one thing I noticed too, it seems to me, I lost a lot of preseason games over the last two years in the last sort of possession of yeah. the games and stuff. Where I capped it right. Like, I was like, you know what? This yep. team cares. This team's doing this. They're going to do that. The second stringer's better, whatever. Yeah. And then the third stringer comes in. And, and you, you, yeah, you four stringers, know? man. Yeah. Like, yeah. some jackass squibs a punt, drops the punt, and it, like, rolls into the end zone for a touchdown. I lose my bet. That's what's happened. So, Steve, this year in the preseason, I'm going to be really taking a look at um, first halves. And I'm not just saying that because, ooh, the starter's going to start. But I'm talking even with the backups. I, I want to avoid that fourth quarter garbage this year. You know what I mean? I agree. And I think, you know, a lot of times if you're handicapping a baseball game based strongly on the starting yes. pitching, you can mm. in a bullpen factor out with the first five inning line as well. I um, mean, you know, I've been doing more of that recently. Um, and I agree with you. You know, what's interesting about the preseason first half lines, though, the odds makers know what they're doing there as well. You'll look at some games, the point spread on the game is three, and the first half line is minus two and a half, minus 130. <laughs> so basically, yeah. I think they, they know more the what they're doing in the preseason yeah. than the regular season. Right. The odds makers know it in the first five in baseball. How many times do you bet a first five and then you score your runs in the six? It happens all the time. Like, it's just, yeah, that's it's a good just point, nature of the piece. Yeah, that's the tricky thing about it because the sixth inning, the fifth and sixth inning is when the starters start struggling nowadays. So, you know, if you time it right, you can get that fifth inning in. But you're exactly right, Kim. A lot of times, Top of the six, middle of the six is all of a sudden when they hit the wall and you you miss out by like half an inning. Man, six innings a disaster. Man, you go seven innings nowadays, man. You're considered a hero. Exactly. And guys used to go the Amazing, distance for it? fun. Yeah, really. They go like I see it seven. Yeah. They're like uh, unbelievable. Oh, like I even saw like a quote. He went the distance, giving them seven no. and two thirds. I'm no. like, that's not no. going the distance. The distance like, is nine. I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. They're basically like, what a stud. He's overtime. gone seven <laughs> innings three times. I was like, what do you mean, like? You're supposed to, but yeah, anyway. we talk about uh, 
we talk about those records that will never be broken, and we always say never say never, but there's some complete game records. It might be like Walter Johnson or some of those guys who have more complete games than a lot of guys have, have wins. Yeah, man, exactly. More wins than guys even start anymore or get decisions, basically. Well, we have to change the barometer now. You it can't look, to be you the can't look at 300 wins because guys are getting no, – they, they used to say, man, yeah, yeah he's a good pitcher, but he wins. only has 270 wins. Exactly. He's not a Hall of Famer. Now, now you get in with 180 and stuff. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're not – there's no decision. Correct. And it's, we're doing a lot of baseball trivia here, Steve. We've got two tickets to the World Series to give away, actually. And people were surprised because who the losing is pitcher in Major League Baseball history is. Maybe Walter Johnson. Close. Cy Young. Cy Young. Yeah. yeah there you go. So, yeah, I mean, so people are like, well, how could Cy Young? And it's like, well, he's also the winningest. <laughs> right? And right, right. It's like, yeah, he used to pitch 12 innings. He'd get every decision every time. Like, they'd pitch every three days those in those days. And he'd, you right. know what I mean? Hell, Nolan Ryland, I saw the best tweet ever, and I retweeted it. Yeah. And it was true, too. And it was like, on this day, it was a couple of weeks ago, it said, on this day in 1978, Nolan Ryan struck out 15 batters. Pitched 12 innings, 204 pitches. Wow. Was placed on DL next day. And then it said, just kidding. He started four <laughs> days later. <laughs> you know, and, you know, we've been down this road. Why are pitchers softer now? But that's another story. So let's jump into the NASCAR here. They're off to Kentucky, Steve. Oh, do we lose Steve or do we lose everyone? Hey, Steve. Steve? Sorry, guys. I oh, know, oh there, there you are. There you go. I had hit the mute button accidentally. My bad. Oh. <laughs> that was me. I didn't realize. I was talking and I heard everything you guys were saying. I realized I'd hit the. I'm sorry. Oh my god. I was about to hang up. No, I was man. Saying it's, um, <laughs> no, no, I'm here. It was a. Um, what I was saying Not was so a cookie cutter track like all of them that we talk yeah, about. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, Kyle Busch dominated this track when he won the championship. He won in Chicago two weeks ago. Didn't even like his car and still beat out Kyle Larson. So it's the same guys we always talk about. Harvick, Truex, and Kyle Busch with maybe, you know, like, you know, Kyle Larson or Chase Elliott or Ryan Blaney, one of those guys, you know, sneaking in there. Yeah, well, Kyle Larson, Steve, uh, the only car today, I was just checking out the times for the practice session. He was the only guy over a buck 85, 185.867 miles an hour. So he looked pretty good in practice. He might be a guy to keep our eye on. Yeah, and thing also to keep about in mind about this track, guys, is that they've only raced here on the cup level for a few seasons. Um, they ran the uh, you know Xfinity and the Bush Series here longer, the Nationwide Series beforehand. So some of the real veteran drivers like Harvick don't have much more experience than a guy like Kyle Larson, you know, or, yeah, or one of the yeah. younger drivers, the up-and-comers. So that's something to keep in mind on this one. Harvick's never won here before. And, uh, he, you know, he was asked about it. And he said, yeah, I never won here before. But he goes, I actually like it here. And he goes, I run well here. But um, he, he brought that up, Steve. He said, you know, he, he said, I think it's because it's recently been paved. Mm-hmm. That was hard. That's what Harvick said. It's funny, you know, because everyone, you know, analyst and fantasy and betters always have reasons and why this. It's, I didn't like hearing from the actual yeah. driver why he thinks he doesn't win there. And it's what you just said, Steve. He basically stated that um, they recently uh, laid down new payment there, and he really hasn't figured it out more than anybody else has. That's basically, he was honest. That, he was honest. That's a great that. answer. It's he an honest said, answer, He goes, they right? have new payment yeah. there. He goes, I like it there. I run well there. But he goes, I really don't I really, get the feel yet. And he basically said, yeah. I really don't have an edge over people. That's what he was basically saying. Yeah, and you look at the last six years here at this track. They only run once a year. 
Harvick's been ninth, ninth, eighth, seventh, tenth, eleventh. So that's like good, but not great, you know. So he may, that's good for anybody else, but for Harvick, it's right. yeah. For Harvick, it's not, you know. Well, the thing is, a uh, Truex won this race last year. He dominated these type of tracks. Harvick's been dominating him this year. We'll see what his practice speeds are. He was only twelfth fastest. And the Truex was only 14th in the first uh, practice. Actually, the second practice, Kyle Busch was third fastest. So uh, Kyle Busch might be the guy to beat again. Eric Jones and Ryan Blaney, first and second, by the way. And those are two guys that have run well this year on these types of tracks as well. Get better odds with those guys. Almirola is a guy uh, that we like for fantasy uh, purposes. But uh, you mentioned uh, Kurt Busch. That's who I'm looking at uh, here. Uh, You know, Kurt Kurt Busch. Excuse me, Kyle Busch. Yeah, excuse me. I always say Kurt. There's two of them, Kyle and Kurt, right? KK. Yeah. It's kind of easy to screw that one up, you know? Yeah, yeah, but Kyle, Kyle Bush, man, he's won here a million times. times. Like, uh, it's it's and, and, and great records too. Well, look, he won. So he won. Uh, he won in 2011. He won mm-hmm. in 2015. He's a track record five top fives, and he's led 549 uh, laps. Um, when you combine all the series, is Kyle Bush has won eight times on this racetrack wow. in Kentucky. Eight times. Yeah, Pretty he, impressive, Steve. And he, run, he runs the yeah, exactly. He runs those other series more than Harvick and Truex and those guys. So that's a exactly, good point. You know, yeah. he's always running those Xfinity. And yeah, he's been he's been fifth or better in four of the last five years on this track. And he was fourth and third fastest in the two practice sessions so far. So hard to leave him off the card this week. A guy that's going to be, I think, is definitely worth a look. And his his, his, his odds, Brad Keselowski, uh, yeah. his odds are a little whacked out here. He's second in DraftKings uh, pricing, though. People are on to him. Yeah, so DraftKings have figured it out. So you look at uh, Keselowski, 20 to 1, and uh, it's unbelievable. He's won here every two years. He won here in 2012. Steps. 2014, 2016. He's 20 to one. Yeah. Wow. So every every two years he's put up a, a win here, and he's coming in uh, at uh, at 20 to one. Yeah, and not only that, Gabe, he finished sixth, and the other two times, including last year, 39th and 33, which means he basically was taken out of the race. So when he where he's finished the race, he's been first, sixth, first, and first the other four times. So. He's as good as anybody on these tracks. And Logano and Keselowski, we've talked about this. You know, the Fords, Harvick's team, and Logano and Keselowski's teams have been just as fast as those Gibbs cars this year. So another guy, it's tricky. I mean, there's five or six guys that are very good on these types of tracks. So you're getting good, at least you're getting good odds with him this week. So he's probably worth a look at that price. What about if you save money, um, Steve, if you go with the chalk? Matt Kenseth, the guy has no wins in his last 30, but a pretty solid average around 12th. Like, he's going to be way cheaper on DraftKings. What about uh, his chances? Yeah, you know, he's taken over the six car, Trevor Bain. Um, so this isn't the regular Gibbs car that he's had in years past when he's run well here. Um, he's run four races so far this year. He's been 36, 17th, 13th, and 33rd. So he's been kind of up and down. A top 10 is probably the best you can hope out of him with this current team. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't put any money on him, but for a fan, for, for fantasy, fantasy's purposes. Fantasy is good. I think, yeah, he's a good middle tier pick. He's $6,900, so it's, yeah. it's not too right. bad. But uh, we're looking at this from uh, from an odd uh, standpoint here. It's going to be the usual suspects. I mean, these cookie cutters, it's been it's been Harvick or it's been Kyle Busch. We should know, and Harvick's never won at Kentucky before. You mentioned Truex winning here in the past. So it's basically, you know, pick one of these guys, but their odds aren't great. I'm going with Kyle Busch. I think Kyle Busch... I think Kyle Busch is the guy to beat uh, here, and you could probably get him in the plus 300, plus 350 range uh, over the weekend. 
And then Keslowski, I doubt yeah. I doubt he's going to remain at 20 to 1. I mean, a lot of the books have pulled it right now anyways. And when they repost it, he'll probably be in the 14, 16 to 1 area, I would imagine. But just due to his uh, success, I got I got to take yeah. a shot with him. 20 to 1 is amazing. Thanks, Dave. I, I agree with you guys. Take care. Take care, Steve. Hurt so good. Hurt so good. I saw John Cougar. Did you hear he saw Melon Camp? It's pretty good. Was he really? Yeah. I'm more partial to Jack and Diane, though. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. All right, so um, I guess we'll do this at about 5.20 today after Babano joins us on the show. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano. Toronto Argonauts. i going to tell you, after watching these Edmonton uh, Eskimos on the board tonight. Yeah, Marenzi, yeah. I'll tell you, I can't wait for NFL preseason. Just watching these CFL receivers drop balls. Like, it's been, like, come on, let's call it out for what it is. It's been one of the worst starts, I think, to a campaign. Even guys like Dante Spencer, like think, think about drop balls from the Ottawa Red Blacks alone. Some teams don't drop that many balls in a Deontay. season. What? Sorry, Deontay <laughs> Spencer. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about, though. It's just I'm just watching that uh, game. Just the mistakes, the clueless plays. Yes, 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 the, the, uh, it's yeah. been awful. It's been awful inside the twenties. It's been brutal too. It's been bad football. Let's call it out for what it is. It's been horrible. Now you know what it's not. I don't think it's bad football. I think uh, one team has been bad and. It's been a problem. It was a problem last year, and it's continued this year as well. Blowouts? Yeah, like, you know, Calgary didn't play bad football. No, their defense was awesome. Yeah, I'm just saying. Their offense was like, you know what I mean? There's usually, there's one team on a weekly, you're right, there there hasn't been good games. No. There there have not been good games. And it's too bad because week one was the best games. Yes. The first game of the, the year was their game. best game. Yep. The Winner, Lightning yep. Yep. game it was, was awesome. 33-30. Great game. But then even then, after the weekend, they had you know the they had some close games. They had some good games. But it, there's something strange about the Canadian Football League that I, it's very similar to the UFC. And and you know right away. And I hate that feeling when you bet on a fight in a UFC, man. Man, I know basically like 15 seconds after the Wrong fight started. Side. I'm like, oh yeah. shit. I didn't, I didn't take the right guy here. Like, I can, you just know right away. And in the CFL, it's basically Russian roulette. It's like you're putting a gun in your head before the game, and you're like, all right, one of these teams is going to show up tonight. We Which had, one it'll be? Now, two, I was yeah, on we Calgary. Calgary so, no, so did I. Calgary's my big play, but we had the over, too. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. One thing, and we can go over the exact numbers. The league, you know, before it was 5-4 and four to the under. I think it's probably about nine and six now. Yeah, it's getting under, up there. The like, under's leading for the sure. The under is starting to pull away a it little is. bit, right? It is. But one thing that I guarantee you, Cam, 
first half unders are hitting at about a 95 oh, percent like I, I off yeah. the top of my head i think there's been two games all year that might have went over in the first half yeah uh, you're absolutely right first, first every game no and i'm not just talking under like Four nothing. Oh, yeah. Like it's just it's like not even close to the total. I went to the game so last week. Away. I was sitting there. <laughs> I put all this money on Edmonton. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, at the as the first half was going on, I was like, why the hell didn't I just bet the under the first half? Like I know this happens. Like I, I know it's gonna be like lo and behold, you know, after the first half, man, it was like, you know, I think the score was eight seven. <laughs> think about <laughs> think, like, yeah, no, think about this. Uh, think, think like, about, man, th- I knew it. Brancy, think about this league too. Look at the team. Saskatchewan. We've seen both quarterbacks. Trevor Harris can't string two good games together for Ottawa. We see uh, Dominic Davis. He stinks. They put in the third stringer. It has been absolutely brutal. Hey, I think there's some bad coaching. There's some bad coaching too. I, I I'll agree with that. But just watching. Yeah, no, but you can't say the whole league sucks. No, it's, the whole league doesn't suck. Like Bo Levi Mitchell got hurt last night. That's why Arbuckle came in. There's teams like, look, Winnipeg has played good football this year, and they're pretty entertaining to watch. They are. Right, they put up a ton of points. They play a physical brand of football. Strebler played well when he was in, uh, you know, starting. And Nichols, and then they yep. they killed BC last week. So that's you know, there's just been a lot of blowouts. There's not close mm-hmm. games. There's just no, there, there hasn't been that. close games. That you know, whatever. It'll even itself out in the end. I'm just saying though, from quarterback play, from coaches who don't. Okay, this guy's a backup. This guy's a starter. We're gonna pull him. We're putting. You're him right in. though. The quarter. It's a little bit too much. The quarterback play. The quarterback play is lacking on a few rosters, without a doubt. Yes. And that, that's impacted. I mean, if you look, do the Montreal Alouettes have a real quarterback? No, they don't. No. I mean, who the hell is Jeff Matthews? Drew Willie. Drew Willie was good. You know, we saw him play. At the University of Buffalo? Yeah. yeah, that's a long time ago, though. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Think how life has changed for people since then. Like, I know, Ray true. Rice. I know. We, Ray Rice was about to become a star in the NFL. We saw Ray we Rice in college. Yep. He, he rushed for like uh, four touchdowns and 259 yards, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It was one of the best performances. Like, it was wicked. We were there. Ball State versus Rutgers. Weren't you the... Uh, weren't you the stadium, like... Uh, you were You were for the... We did it for Buffalo and UConn. We did uh, games and stuff during the game. Hey, everybody, check the big screen. What number? Hey, yeah, 14. It was, it was more you, yeah, though, I did than some, me. Yeah, I did some, like, uh, promotions. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. true. And I remember I saw you afterwards. So I'm all, like, yeah, yeah, sweating yeah, yeah. and stuff. I'm like, how are you doing, Renzi? I go, they're really working me out there. I'm like, run, I'm running this spot to that spot to whatever. I was like, oh, my God, this doesn't stop. It was pretty wild. Yeah, we were the uh, <laughs> in, in studio hosts. We hosted uh, the, the International Bowl. So uh, basically, we we did a show. We had the the bands come in studio. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, like we had the the field pass and like the whole nine yards. So uh, interviewed um, interviewed the coach. Who's the coach at the time for Buffalo? Turner Gill. Turner Gill. Yes. Yeah, Turner Gill, and I uh, forget who the Rutgers coach was at the time. Wasn't Shiano? It was. Uh, I think it was. Was Shiano. it Greg Shiano? Yeah, it was. Shiano. Been, was it Shiano? Yeah, yeah. He was uptight. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Well, it was Greg Shiano? Yeah, I was, was thinking Shiano. just maybe around that time. Wow. That's pretty big. Shiano, he's done a lot since then. Since I went to, days the, at went to the luncheon at the Sheridan. <laughs> like, uh, <coughs> we told the story. The um, that was that. It was the other year, actually. No, no, it was the other year, Cam. It wasn't Buffalo Rutgers that you were the MC. No, no, I was. We were just drunk at that no, game. Buffalo Yukon. It was Buffalo Yukon. No, I was the MC for yeah. Buffalo Yukon, but we went to Ball State Rutgers. That was the. It one. was Ball yeah, yeah, State yeah, yeah, Rutgers. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And we went to another one too, South Florida and 
Like basically, we worked. We Western worked Michigan. We worked on a television network that was like a rights holder. Like we were part of the International Bowl. Like we even went when me and Cam went to the national championship game, the Orange Bowl. We were guests. Like we were representatives of the International Bowl. <laughs> like great representatives. By the way, yeah, like <laughs> see us at the bar. Yeah, I'm another Heineken. Thanks there from our, our, our other bowling friends. Yeah, yeah. From, so like, from the basically, like the bowl. way it works, like in the, at the big bowl games, each other little bowl game has a couple of people that go and represent them. And for some reason, me and Cam represented the international bowl. <laughs> and it was funny too because it was sort of like there was like a pecking order, like so. Like, me and Cam weren't hanging around with the other Sugar Bowl guys. No, I Sugar like, Bowl, they were in the hot tub. I remember, like, the yeah. Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. I met the Fiesta Bowl guy, and he looked at my pass. Yeah. It was yeah. International Bowl. He's like, yeah, all right. And me and Cam end up, we're hanging out with, like, the Liberty Bowl guys. Yeah. Who's, <laughs> like, the, the Quick Lanes Bowl. Yeah, the Quick Lanes. Who's <laughs> all, like, the ghetto bowl guys. We're all drinking together. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Who, yeah. what, what crappy bowl are you yeah. with? Yeah, Little Caesars Bowl. He's like, oh, I work with the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> Who you got? Oh, Interna- He's like, oh, I love the International Bowl. <laughs> We're like, you know, we, we're there to promote the International Bowl. We're like, yeah, hey, it was great, man. Ray Rice, you know, like Rutgers. It was Big East versus uh, Mac. Exactly. Man, every year the Big East would just kick the shit yeah, out of the South, Mac, too. Remember when South Florida was there? They won big, too. They murdered. Uh, actually, it was, uh, I think it was that, that year was, was Central Michigan. No, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, not Central. Yeah, there was one Central Michigan and Western Michigan was there one year, too. The International Bowl lasted actually you a few more years than we thought. I think, I think. One year was the Cincinnati Bearcats. Bearcats were there, too. Yep. I think it was Cincinnati versus Western Michigan. Might have been. Western Michigan were there a few times. They were. They were there. The attendance was better when Buffalo obviously played. When the Buffalo Bulls were good, but they they really didn't have any fans. (laughs) Drew Willie's family. (laughs) We did a show, so we're in a TV studio. It's a nice TV studio, so it's sort of classy and stuff like that, and... So we get the idea. We're like, all right, we're going to bring the bands in and stuff. And we're sort of going to have, like, you know, a show rally. So it was like the day before the bowl game. So We actually wore blazers. Yeah, so it's all (laughs) professional and stuff. And... And, uh, like I said, we we were broadcasting a national bowl. So, yeah, we were really into it. So... um, So the UConn band comes first, all right? The UConn band comes, man. They're, like, all in uniform, like the band uniform and stuff. They're all spotless. stitching. Like there's like a there's like band leaders and like coaches and like administrators and they're like militant. They're like, hey, 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 Bobby, yeah, Bobby, yeah. tuck it in, tuck it in. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were all sharp. Like they were all in tune. Dun 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 dun. dun. Like they're playing their UConn. <laughs> they're all like real professional. They give us like a big gift bag of UConn gear. It's true. Still, all right, yeah. here's a UConn jacket, guys, and UConn yeah. hats, and thanks for having us. And you know, UConn this and. So, like, they're, you know, it's, like, big-time college program, all right? So, UConn, like, give me and Cam, like, a gift bag of UConn gear. Still got my UConn windbreaker. And then later, so later, about an hour later, we're taping the Buffalo part. (laughs) The Buffalo band walks in, man. It's, like, 12 dudes and, like, two chicks. They're not in uniform. Like, they're wearing, like, Buffalo Bill t-shirts and, like, bull t-shirts and whatever and so we're sitting in studio, and it's not, it, you know, it's way more laid back, and we're laughing and stuff. And, like, the UConn kids are all serious. It's, like, big time. The Buffalo kid sitting there, one of the guys, the trumpet player, standing, he looks over, and he's, like, uh, like during a commercial break, he's, like, man, you guys know, man, can you help me out and get me some weed? <laughs> he says it right in front yeah, of him. That's awesome. Like, 
like the band leader guy and everyone's like yeah yeah where do we get some weed here man and like where's the beer store and like and yukon like we're asking us where like a nice restaurant okay. was the kids on <laughs> buffalo were like where's like cheap beer like where's a really really cheap bar <laughs> It was like the total. It was the awesome. total opposite. Buffalo gave us nothing. Like they, That's had, true. they, they had, had no gift bag. They had nothing. Like they, they had nothing to give. Like you know what I mean. It was like the Buffalo Bulls, man. Compared to UConn. Uh, oh too. no, UConn gave us. I got t. We got T-shirts, a, a windbreaker, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, like I got that UConn bag still in my closet there. All you, sorts of stuff. UConn beat them too. Yeah, they did. Poor, I was cheering for who was, the running, who was the running back on UConn? He was actually pretty good. Actually, he went in the th- what round? Brown. Brown. He went in the th- uh, third the f- round. Like the only UConn yeah. guy ever to go to the yeah, NFL. Actually, the yeah. running, he was good. He like, was very good. He was like the star of the bowl. Yeah, the Brown. I forget his first name. Uh, Short, thick dude. I know he went to, he got drafted too. Brown, UConn running back. He was, the, he was definitely the best guy on the team. He was amazing. Not Cordell. What's his name? Courtney? Football. Yeah, UConn. He's probably let's look up UConn rushing. He's probably like the leading uh, UConn. Donald Brown. Donald Brown. Donald Brown. Where did he play in the NFL? Colts. He played right? for the Colts. Yep. Yeah, Colts. University. Yeah, Donald Brown. He wasn't good in the NFL, but he does. No, he, he was service, service, yeah, yeah, serviceable. You know I mean? He was kind of used there. Yep, I remember Donald Brown. He was a that, that was a he was a big deal when we were doing that bowl game. So we saw some good players yep. in that bowl game. We sure did. It was good times, but uh, they uh, they shut it down. Yeah, they did. All right, so speaking of football, Jerry Rice earlier in the day, there's a video. Jerry Rice is at some, I don't know, man. He's some, at some event or something. Charles, Charles Barkley's there with him. It looks like it's in San Francisco. And there's people drinking. And, you know, it's a good time. Like, so basically, Jerry Rice and Barkley are up on a stage, and they got a mic and stuff, and... Jerry Rice goes off, man. Jerry Rice starts like going twenty-two thousand yards, five Super Bowls, you know, two hundred and eight touchdowns, and he goes, "I am the mother effing best football player of all time." He slammed the mic and he walked <laughs> off the stage. So, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it's funny too because when Jerry Rice played, he was kind of yeah, he was very, very quiet, quiet, he was humbled. humble and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but not so much now that he's older. Now that he's older, like it was just last week, Jerry Rice said that uh, he could step on an NFL field now and play in the NFL. And he's like, uh, "How old is Jerry Rice now?" I think he's fifty-three. Let's see, Jerry Rice. I don't think he can. You. Yes. You think he can? Yeah. Mm, I don't know, man. That's that's a lot to ask. Could Jerry Rice like make an NFL team right now? No. You say no? No way. I remember his last day when he was even with the Seahawks, he had a diminishing skill set. I, I, with all the years not playing, like yeah, that's good. Point. I'm sorry, man. Like I just uh, greatest of all time. Put it yes, this way. but I don't listen, think he make an I don't NFL. Think, listen, no, he's still in great shape. I don't think he could. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he could play 16 games, make a team, play 16 no, games, and everything. But he could. He could catch a few passes. Yes. I mean, you can't tell me that no, some of the stiffs in the NFL. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree, but, but I'm just saying he won't play, like, not a whole season. No, that's that's not No, happening. it's not the same. 
Willie Galt is like fifty something. He was and, a track star. And Willie Galt like actually ran like a four four the other day. Really? So, yeah, it was, it was pretty freaky. Good for him. Yeah, it was like over the top fast still, but you know you couldn't get hit, right? It's you know I don't I don't think he could come back and play. No, he can't. I almost think that the only guy that could really could almost would be like Herschel Walker. Like Walker's a freak, man. Like Walker's fifty two, fifty three now, and. He'd beat the living crap out he's of a like man. a oh, linebacker. Yeah. He, he like would he just would, just run him over. He's been training MMA for the last ten years now. He's like in great he's, shape. Yep. He's on another level. Yeah, Jerry Rice. You know what? Yeah, you could play in a game. You'd get hurt though. You know, I think that's the Willie Galt would get hurt too. No that's, matter that's how the fast thing. he like, is. These guys are so fast now. Everyone's fast, right? The DBs are all fast. Everyone's really, really fast now. Watching the tennis right now. So we've got. Uh, so listen, that uh, Anderson dude outlasted Isner. Holy crap, man! It was six and a half hours. Do you see what Anderson has done? His last match versus Federer in the fifth set, I think he won fifteen to thirteen, and in this one he won what was it twenty six twenty four in the tiebreaker. Crazy! This is nuts. So you talk about so to put it in this perspective. Cap, I Croatia. Went- no, I'm just saying Croatia played those soccer games. Gabe, this guy has played ten sets. 26-24 in a 15-13 against Isner and Roger Federer. That More power to Anderson. That tiebreaker took so long Yep, that I was here and uh, went to a local uh, quote-unquote pharmacy. Yeah, you went to, yeah, yeah. I went to Pick a up lo- some medication. I went to a local pharmacy, yep. and it's next, you know where the bar, the dog's bullets exactly, is? Exactly, where the good chicken wings are, yep. So I walked up to there mm-hmm. and back and didn't rush. I even yes. stopped and Casually. Bought, bought a bottle of water at a, at a store. Casual walk. Casually walked, and the tiebreaker was still Hold going on. on. <laughs> they said it was, what, second longest match in Wimbledon history. No, I'm like, I'm dead serious. No, I was I like, you got to be kidding me. When no. I came back in. You couldn't believe it. I was like, you guys are in the same set? You're still playing? You're still in this set? i got to find like, out. I, I, it was, How many games has Anderson even, played? Even McEnroe was there. McEnroe's like, I've never seen anything like this. He's <laughs> <laughs> seen a lot. Like, dude, they were going back, and I've never seen that either. 26, 24. No, that's never happened before. Like, it was actually almost annoying. Like, you wanted yeah. it to stop. It really was. It it's was like, like a ping guys, pong game. Can you just yes. win? Can you wish win the damn that's game? That's what it was. No two. one can win in yeah, two points two. in a row, right? Exactly. <laughs> and it was like, come on, guys. One of you, man. Make it, it. You know what it reminded me of? It was like watching an arena football league game. It was like, if you guys just make one stop, if you could just return one serve, you'll win, buddy. <laughs> Right, Babano joins us, and uh, we're going to try to give away the tickets. Florio says, hey, Jerry Rice would be the best Bills wide receiver. <laughs> he's not better than Calvin Benjamin, but he's better than Zay Jones. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions. All right, a lot of stuff to get to. 
talk a little CFL football with Babano, but I want to continue this conversation about the greatest football player of all time, because that's what radio hosts do in the middle of the summer. Last week we did best mascots, but it actually is an interesting conversation that Jerry Rice started it by uh, dropping the mic. And Jerry Rice didn't say, I'm the best wide receiver of all time. Jerry Rice said, I'm the best football player of all time. And then he even said, like, prove me wrong, like type of thing. And he dropped the mic. And, you know, it's like comparing apples and oranges, though. What about a running back? What about uh, defensive players? You it know is, what I mean? it like, is, it is. And, you know, it's one league. You could argue, can a wide receiver, I know Darsh tweeted in and said uh, he doesn't think a wide receiver can be considered the greatest player of all time. Listen, football is a unique sport in the sense that nobody's playing both sides of the ball, really, right? There's been yeah. a few people that do it, but... I mean, everyone is sort of isolated. Who's had the most impact, you could say? I mean, me personally, if somebody asked me who the best football player that I ever saw play was, I'll say Lawrence Taylor. That's a good – that's no, that's a great call. Like That's to that's, me – Yeah, and he's on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah. Like, what, what, you the, impact, me, like, the impact that he you're made. You're asking me, Marenzi, best football player you saw in your life play. I got to go Lawrence Taylor. Like, Lawrence Taylor was feared. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he was a scary dude. Like, he wrecked havoc. He he won Super Bowl. The Giants won because of him. Joe Theismann's leg was he showed like up. He showed up in big games. Yep. He was just a terror. You know what I mean? He was the best linebacker. And, um, mm. so I, you know, we'll go over the list. Listen, Lawrence Taylor's definitely, you know, right there. A lot of people say Jim Brown. Hard to argue Jim yep. Brown, too. Maybe Jim Brown's the best. Football. Yeah, maybe the best athlete, athlete. But who's the best football player? Joe Montana is on the list. We'll get back to this. Let's bring in uh, Babano uh, right now. Talk uh, some CFL. What's going on, Babano? Sportsmemo.com. You can find Babano's picks. You can also find them over at Sportsbook uh, sportsbookreview.com's YouTube page. Ian Cameron, Babano. What's up, Babano? Yeah, I'm doing great, guys. Good to be with you again, as always, on a Friday. So who's your uh, who's your pick for the greatest football player of all time? Oh, picking one is tough. Uh, Jim Brown's a great thought. Reggie White comes to mind. The Green Bay Packer, great. Uh, Joe Montana, you mentioned him. Uh, Tom Brady. I mean, even though he's today still playing, he's going to eventually be on probably a lot of people's lists. Uh, absolute great. Barry Sanders, I'm going to put him right up near the top for me because I thought this guy, even though, you know, Detroit obviously didn't win anything, but remember when he was there, Wayne Fonts was the coach, and Wayne Fonts was a guy that really turned that Lions team around for a few years. They made the playoffs a bit. Barry Sanders was really the offense for the Lions, and he carried that team to so many wins. I'm a big Barry Sanders fan. He's like one, two, or three for sure on any list of mine for greatest NFL football player of all time. Nobody, uh, when you're talking about backs who would actually lose yardage to gain yardage, and Gabe, talk about, like, and you saw those Lion teams, Scott Mitchell, yeah. Wayne Fonts was the coach. He had to do a lot of it by himself. They never had that big Dallas Cowboys line, so i got to give Barry a lot of love. I can't I can't argue. Yeah. Uh, I can't argue Barry. I would say, you Where know. Where would you rank Walter Payton as, as a running back? Sweetness to me. When, when you watch the, some, of the, some of his the me, stuff he I did. I have him ranked as the best running I back. I think so, too. I think Boyd yeah, Payton, yeah, the best. He happens to be my favorite player, though, so I might yeah. be a little bit, uh, a little bit biased, or at least you know, one right up there is my favorite players. But this, you can't go wrong if you had Walter Payton, Barry yeah. Sanders, or Jim Brown on your team. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that's a great <laughs> trifecta of running backs. That's a good three running back parlay right there. Let's put it that way. You're cashing a ticket with that. 
The only thing is Barry walked away from the game, right? Yeah, he did. Barry, Barry, Barry walked away from the game. Yeah, Tom Brady, you, know, you can't argue. I think Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm not going to yeah. do I'm not, You can't really argue. No, you it. can't. I don't. He's better than Joe Montana. I'm old enough that I saw I Joe Montana yeah, in, his, in his prime, and Tom Brady's better than Joe Montana. Yes, he is. You know, he's just bigger. You know me, I'm a great historian. I would have loved to have seen some of these other quarterbacks, you know, your Roger Staubachs, you know, guys like that in their prime star, obviously going way back in time. That You know, missing out on those eras always disappoints me. That's why I try to watch all kinds of old historical footage and old classic NFL games as much as I can. I really uh, lap up that stuff. I enjoy it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, that's it's always tough. It's sort of like when people talk about Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. Yeah, well, you know what? There were guys before those two. There's Bill Russell. There's Will Chamberlain. There's Jerry West. And similar situation in which, oh, Joe Montana and, oh, Tom Brady. You know what? That guy Johnny Unitas was pretty good, right? Like (laughs) Old old flat top. Yeah. You know, Bart Starr won won a lot of Super Bowls, too. You know, people forget Terry Bradshaw. Bradshaw put up uh, big, uh, big numbers. I had the pleasure of being able to see Dallas-San Francisco, though, the, the catch game uh, to Clark. You know, Montana to Clark in 1981 it was. It was Vince Scully actually doing play-by-play of that on television. It was great to see that game from start to finish again. Tom Landry, Bill Walsh, two coaching giants, Montana leading the game-winning drive to beat Dallas, remember, a team that had uh, given them all kinds of problems. That was fun seeing that game again. I remember, I remember the day it happened. I was watching the game. Yep. I remember, like, where I was. I remember I was in my grandfather's, uh, I was in a TV room with my grandfather. And you talked about Lawrence Taylor, Gabe. Two of my best friends got when they came to Canada to do that uh, celebrity golf tournament. My buddy t- uh, was one caddy. He caddied for Lawrence Taylor, so it was the best afternoon of his That's life. Awesome. And the other one, guess who he did? Chuck Cecil, one of the biggest, hardest-hitting guys. They were in the same group. You want to talk about two killers on the golf wow. course? They said it was amazing. And these guys were going hard, even for, like, a, like cash games and, Chuck, and stuff. Chuck Cecil is one of the meanest son of yeah. a bitches ever. My buddy loved him. He got along with him great. He said Chuck was an amazing guy. Great guys. Like, fantastic. Could you believe that? There Chuck Cecil, um, yeah. I don't know if he's still around. No, I, he probably yeah. is. He was sort of lingering. You know what? What a hitter. He was sort of with, I think he was with Fisher, though, recently. So he might have went yeah. down with the ship when Fisher went out. But, mm. yeah, Cecil, though, has been known as sort of being a dirty player. A dirty defensive coordinator, though. Yeah. Like a guy that tells his players to injure the other. Really? Yeah, to injure the other team. Him and him and Taylor together, Gabe. That's a lot of injuries there on the golf course, man. Yeah. Wiley Coyote sends a tweet in, says LT sent escorts to him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I had him on yeah, the radio he, show I, before. He he told me. I asked him if it was true or not. If he see, it just used to send uh, hookers to the opposing teams. Very true. Room. Very true. He said, "Oh yeah." <laughs> I love the honesty. Yeah, yeah. of course I did. It. Why wouldn't I? He said, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> That's a pair of human. That's a pair of human destruction devices, right there. Those two guys. <laughs> yeah. He said, uh, he, "It's funny." He goes, "He was not all of them took the hooker, though." Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like some, some of them, yeah, <laughs> some of them would. <laughs> like it's just it's genius just to think about it. Like Lawrence Taylor, yeah. like just you know, and he'd do it. It basically would be like at five four in the morning type thing on the on the Sunday morning, Saturday night. The door would knock. knock There'd knock. be a hot chip. Who's there? She just said, I was sent here for you. Know what the best Most was? players said, come on in. Know what the best was? Gabe? Eugene Robinson wins the NFL Man of the Year and then gets caught with one before the Super Bowl. For you know, Seahawks and Falcon. Lawrence Taylor's doing that in those days. Yeah. Nowadays, man, That's... it wouldn't work. 
You're right. It would James never Harden work. would thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean? James Harden would already be in a room. He'd already be what a guy. he'd be already be in the room with like three Instagram yeah. models. Hey. And yeah, he'd be after like, man, I want to thank whoever on the other team sent that girl over, man. Thanks a lot. You know, I mean, what a gesture. I'm in, I'm Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I'm in room four eighteen. Exactly. I'm in room four eighteen tonight if you want to do it again. He's got like, one for him and yeah. his posse. Yeah, now. like in the old days it was yeah. like, God, a guy's yeah. having sex hours before the games. Yeah. Like, NBA players are banging chicks in cars in the parking lot before they go into the arena. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, and Esteban Loaiza has got women around him on the, the overnight of the days pitching that day is that famous well, story that we've told so many times. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, Babana. One thing I've learned when you see the drunken athlete at that time in the morning or whatever, don't think he's going to fail the next day. These guys are superior yep. athletes and they run yeah, on adrenaline. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't it, mean anything. Yeah, it didn't work for us. It doesn't mean anything. Like. Um, the thing is, most most of them are drunk and hungover. Yeah, like, exactly, it, it doesn't affect them. Exactly, like, they, uh, they're machines. They're 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 yeah. cyborgs. Like if James Harden gets drunk, it's not going to affect him at a strip club at four in the morning. It doesn't affect him the next night at eight forty eight Eastern time to hit a nope. three point shot. Like exactly, it will at one point in his life. Yeah, but not now. Yeah, but not no. you know, not and, for a few years. And when he's older, he'll yeah. look back and go, you know what, damn man, I should have went to the gym more. I would have hit more shots, and maybe I would have won a championship. Great but advice, Marenzi. I did bang a lot of Instagram yeah. models. He sure did. Um, sure did. Models. I hate that term. It's like just because you show your ass on 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 the internet doesn't, doesn't mean you're, mean a, you're model. a model. No. That's a good point. You know, they, like, they throw that term around pretty loosely. Instagram model. To be a model, you know what that means. Get on the cover of Volt uh, magazine. Yeah, yeah, you should be doing runways. Be Ride on the runway. Run, run. Yeah, be on the tarmac. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, yeah, just not just, just that, yeah. but uh, be in fashion magazines. magazines. Yeah, yeah, that's another point. Yeah, you're. You know what I mean? Like when uh, when Vogue or L'Oreal use you as their face, yeah. then you're a model. A living room or bathroom selfie doesn't count. No, no. Yeah, if you're a chick with a big rack and you're taking a picture of yourself in a mirror in your bathroom, yeah. you're not a model. Yeah, if you're doing a Pantene commercial, you're getting there. Yeah, I'll accept hair. <laughs> yeah, I'll accept hair products. Sophia yes. Vergara. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's a, she's head and shoulders. Oh, is it head yeah, and yeah. shoulders? Yeah, uh, The other chick does uh, that Nickelodeon. Manuto, you're uh, dangerous. Hey, hey, no, oh my God, get in the picture. <laughs> my son, oh, mom, <laughs> hey. no, no, my, look at my hair helmet. It's got flakes. It's an annoying commercial. It really is. Actually. Just because, like, the the, the the sun's good looking and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. you're, you're all hot. Now you're flaunting. You're good looking kid now, too. We get it. You're hot. Yeah. Like, Selena Gomez does Pantene, Gabe. That's the name I was looking for. Selena Gomez. I don't like her. Yeah. yeah. She does Pantene. She's no Selena. <laughs> no. All right. Anyways, so let's, let's get down to business here. I can't what? believe so what? much time is passed. With, with the two games we have left? With the yeah, two games and the one game that didn't have a line six. posted until this morning? Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Well, we got six minutes for two games, or Babano goes one game for six minutes, then we do it on the other side of the break. So uh, either way, it's all good. Um, so we'll jump in here tonight, uh, Babano. we got a rematch. It's rematch week in the Canadian Football League. Last week I actually went to the game, the Toronto Argonauts and the Edmonton Eskimos. Edmonton went up and down the field, but like Cam was saying earlier, they struggled in the red zone like a lot of teams are doing this year. Uh, turnovers, penalties hurt him. They went out of touchdown. Darrell Walker literally yep. just fell. Like, he was going to catch it, and he just fell. It was bizarre. And it only happened because I had money on it, of yep. course. Procedure penalty cost <laughs> yeah, exactly. him another touchdown. So, yeah, it's a revenge spot, and Edmonton did blow BC out in a situation like this. It's but a lot of points. I, I get the feeling after watching the Argos that the little hangover's over. I think Tressman's, I think Tressman sort of scared them. Like, Tressman was yelling yeah, at players yeah. last week. I like, he, like He's not yeah. he's, he's quiet. And 
I think like Trestman's like, guys, like I don't like losing every week. And enough, enough. Franklin is manageable. I mean, he was rusty when he came in at that game we were all at uh, a couple of weeks ago, but he looked pretty good last yeah. week. Like, he nothing crazy. He wasn't throwing a ball deep, but he made good decisions. He took off when he had to. He's a good athlete. Sure is. I'm not ready. To, I'm, I'm taking the points tonight. I think I'm, I'm going to hope for the best. Is it a lock? No, but I'm taking the points, Babano. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little high for me now. I liked Edmonton at minus seven. That's what I, the number I got. I think I took it on Wednesday or something, and now it's nine and a half showing up most cases in most places now. And, you know, you see Edmonton's offense last week, 420 yards of offense. That is supposed to be more than 17 points on the scoreboard. That is. But unfortunately, missed field goals, holding penalties, multiple turnovers, uh, interceptions, fumbles in the red zone. Yet everything that kept Edmonton out of the end zone. It's like a brick wall was uh, laid up in front of that end zone, and they couldn't knock it down uh, throughout that entire game. Uh, They've talked about it all week. We need to clean up red zone execution, enough with the penalties. I think they're going to finish off a lot more drives tonight, Edmonton. I think they will bounce back, play a lot better offensively. Toronto, though, I'm just not comfortable, though, laying this many points with Edmonton. You know, now that it's getting up there, because I think Franklin played well. I know he's going on the road for the first time, but, you know, I don't think he's going to be intimidated. Edmonton's defense is still a work in progress. I think this game that last week should have maybe went over the total, I think it will get over the total tonight. Yeah, the, we look at the totals. The unders have been cashing and cashing and cashing. And if and I, if I had money for every time we heard say, the last yeah, game didn't go over, I but I think it gets there tonight. I know. We've been saying it <laughs> yep. a lot. And there's that's not a lie. We've been saying it a lot. Every, every, Almost every, every game. show. Yes, I know. This one feels well, one like game I don't like the over <laughs> in is tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. This one, this one feels. This one like, feels like an over, but we've had that feeling before. I got yep, a feeling. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like last night, I thought. Now last night, I was like, I don't see know. the turnovers too. I'm like, how do we not get like? It was yeah, just, whatever. It doesn't so help when your your quarterbacks are Dominic Davis and Nate Arbuckle or whoever. I know. The hell this yeah, Arbuckle. Is. When Bill Levi Mitchell went down, they could have turned a lot of those uh, and and missed chip shots too. Single point yep. on like an 18-yard field no, goal. It was all what Ottawa's these guys, fault. Yeah, Ottawa played like junk. You're Dude, Calgary right. comes out, puts a quick 14 yeah, on the board. If Ottawa do something, suddenly yeah. you're at 28. They, it's rolling. Their first stuff, positive drive took up six minutes of the second half, and they got three points out of it. They it's like It's like betting one of these college football totals I always bet. Over yeah. 82. Yeah, it's got to be perfect. If one team yep. like, only gets to Shut 17, down. you're yeah. screwed. You're done. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to score yeah. 70 points. You need both teams to match each other all the time, you know? Yeah, if one team's getting completely shut down, there's no onus on Calgary to really pick up the pace or just kept keep the pedal down to the metal offensively last night. Their defense was just, you know, put the old uh, uh, stifle down on Ottawa last night. So uh, that's why there was uh, that dead total once that game got out of hand. The old stifle. The stifle job. All right, so yep. Speaking of which, uh, it's 6-4. Uh, uh, Djokovic took the first set 6-4. Nadal yep. took the second set 6-3. Well, your, your over's looking like a good if they well, keep on playing. Yeah, you I'm need on, it to be tight, though. Like six, you they're, need willing to pay they're willing to pay me for a profit right now. but Just a second. Isn't it like 10 o'clock over in England now? They're still play- It must be indoors and under the roof or something. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's nighttime. There. Yeah, they, they, five oh, hours, okay. yeah. 10-19, yeah. Wimbledon primetime. Yeah. All right. All right, uh, so uh, Winnipeg and BC. So we got two minutes here, but battle. Winnipeg and uh, BC. Winnipeg four point uh, road favorites yeah. against BC. Travis Lule will get the start tomorrow. It's a, he's back. Totals fifty four. What do you think, Babano? He's back. He is. He could be one hit away from 
a career end or a death even. I don't want to say it too like that, but I mean, this guy's yeah, really a little harsh. <laughs> I know this guy. It's worrying me, Gabe. It really is. The BC's going to Travis Lule. I know that he's been medically cleared uh, and everything, but we're talking about a guy that's had neck injuries, leg injuries, you know, shoulder injuries. What more can he, can this guy endure from an injury standpoint? I hope he goes out there, stays healthy, plays well for this football team. Maybe it rallies the troops because Jonathan Jennings, I think that they're at the point with BC, it's a breaking point. Something had to be done. Jennings was beyond bad last week. Two interceptions, continues to force balls into coverage, throws that aren't there, and he's still forcing it. Uh, so they're going to this uh, change here. Travis Lule will see if it sparks BC. It's plus four BC, a home underdog. Uh, but Winnipeg, to me, is still the better of these two teams. Lule hasn't played in game action for a long period of time. He's only practiced fully for a little less than a week now. Is he just going to just pick up this offense and be ready to roll in game one? I'm sitting this one out, seeing what, how it goes. Lean to the under, though. This is one under I could see hitting. I know BBC Winnipeg's been one over after another, but I think the BC offense under Lule could take some time to gel. Ian Cameron. Find him over at sportsmemo.com as well as sportsbookreview.com's YouTube page. Thanks for the time, Abano. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. No, it's come as you are, as you were, as you want me as you to are, be, as you were. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. And I don't have a gun. It's the yeah, other yeah, part yeah, of the song. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just going with the yeah, title yeah, of the song. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is uh, that yeah. one. Dan, and it picks yeah. up. And, and I, I don't, don't have, have a gun. gun. And I don't have a gun. Yeah, you're right. Doom, 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 doom. It's the second doom, doom, verse, doom, doom, the same doom, as the first. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> I actually yeah. like. Uh, I always liked like the band's worst records. Like yes, yeah. So, so like, yeah, like Nevermind for them was their big album, but it's not your favorite. Probably like Bleach, no, or something no. a little bit different. I actually like the last one they did in Utero. In Utero is awesome. It's one of their better. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm the same way with bands. I I tend to like the stuff that other people don't like yeah. as much. I'm with you. That's the one. In with, Utero is uh, a wicked. Uh, that's got. I got a new complaint. Yes, yes. <laughs> like it was yeah. heavier. It was more rockier. It was, it was actually that, even darker. Yeah, it was darker and it was heavier because it was better produced, right? Yep. But I'm not saying it's better than their nah, smells like teen spirit. Yeah, that's never mind. And I, I you can make a case for in utero, though. You know, I, I do get goosebumps every time I think of that. Like, um, no, they were so, they had the world in their hands that 
Nirvana were like a Seattle band, and they busted out on the yep. club scene there. But they they had a record deal with like that. Uh, Gaffin? No, it's not no. local Seattle. No, I know it's you're a local. I don't know. It's like Sonic Records or Pop Sonic. Yeah, or whatever. Sub Pop. Sub Pop. Yeah, they had so with the local sort of yeah. grunge label, That's but right. they knew that they were like, all right, this is gonna break out for real, and. We're going to step it up a notch. Yeah, David Geffen called him into Hollywood. And Kurt Cobain. So Kurt Cobain goes, never met David Geffen before, walks into David Geffen's office. And they sit down. And David Geffen says, I want to sign you to Geffen Records. And um, Kurt Cobain's like, well, you know, I'm not really into big labels and stuff. But, you know, what are you going to, what are you, what are you offering us? What are you, what are you going to give? Mm. What are you going to give me? And... He handed Kurt Cobain a blank check, and he told Kurt Cobain, write a number. And Kurt Cobain wrote $5 million. And Kurt Cobain never thought in a million years, buddy, he was going to give him $5 million. Like, that was to sign. Yeah. That was like a bonus. So Kurt Cobain looked at the yeah. check, said $5 million, wrote it. He handed it back. David Geffen signed, signed it. Signed it. Thank you. And he said, welcome wow. to Geffen Records. Oh, man. <laughs> and Kurt Cobain walked out with $5 million. Wow. You what know, a story. Went from, like, yeah. sub pop. Yeah, they were playing being a, bands, a broke yeah. junkie in Seattle yeah. to having a $5 million check. Right. I love that moment, like, walk in a bank and they're all attitude with you. It's like, yeah. listen, yeah. you shut the F up, all right? This Cash check is- this check right now. <laughs> Just, you know what I mean? $5 million. Like that's a big check. That's yeah. a really big check. And then it kind of sucks. People don't realize that. And then what he did is he booted the drummer out of the band. That's uh, that's that. No, that, that that's not. There's cool. always like uh, that's how Dave Grohl got there. You said it always. He seems you know an interesting why? place. And you know why? Times. Because Dave Grohl was like uh, known as the best drummer in that scene, but he was in a band Scream, and Kurt Cobain sort of always wanted to play with him. But never had like an offer or reason yeah. enough. But so he basically called Grohl and he said, "Hey, bro, man, I've always been a big fan of yours." And oh yeah, I have a check in my hand for five million dollars, and this Geffen guy's willing to give us it, whatever we want. You want to join the band? Yeah, he goes, "See a scream." Vapor trail. Grohl's like, "All right, I'm yeah. in. I'm in. I think I'm in. I'm your drummer now." Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's a little Nirvana history. That's a great. No, it's a good story. All right, we're gonna go to the phone lines. All right, let's time to play some DKMS, DKMS, DKMS. Let's go, Gabe. Questions, questions. You got answers? Let's rock. This Florio's got the... Ready to rock? That's a college music you like. The number to call. The number to call. 844-843-6879. 844-843-6879. If you're a little slow, 844-84-FNTSY. I was going to say the first one is for if you're a little slow, because I, I need the numbers, not the FNTSY. i like you to spell it out for me. Thank you. I prefer the 6879. So, so do I. So do I. That's what, it's easy. Basically what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't, I, FNTSY sounds great, but I like to see the numbers. 844-84-FNTSY. Then you're yeah. like... I know. And you got to look. I got F N T S. You know you'll get a wrong one. I know. I will. Son of a big stupid meat finger. Yeah, like Homer Simpson. I'm sorry. Your fingers are too fat to dial this phone. Not saying you. No. Let's go to John in Toronto. 
Johnny. Johnny. What's up? Hey, John. What's up, John? How you doing? Nothing much. So I just read about a contest on Twitter. I wasn't too sure about what it was. Right. Okay, you got okay. to answer a baseball, a couple of baseball questions. Sure. We're not just giving the tickets away. Yeah. No, no, I know. I got it. Yeah, 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 no, it's all yeah. good. <laughs> all right. Uh, what batter has struck out the most in the history of the National League? History of the National League. Oh, man. Uh, it's kind of a hard man. one. To start it off. is. That's pretty. That's a tough one. Tough all right, listen, I'm going to give you an easier one here. So I'll give you a little softer one. Which National League team has the most wins of all time? Most wins of all time? Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm running through the team mentally. You know, the Dodgers. What did you say? You say Team Italy? Azuri. No, no, the Azuri. I thought I heard Azuri. I, I thought yeah. I heard Azuri, too. The Dodgers. The Dodgers. No, in, no. incorrect. Thanks for playing, Thanks John. for trying. Thank you all for right, trying. Thank you. Yeah. I could have sworn I, I heard thought fans. I heard Azuri too. I, uh, I, I was like, I don't maybe know, it's Italy. both of us. I, I, that's what I heard. Should have some World Cup trivia, maybe. Yeah. All right, let's go to let's go to our man Jay in Boston, aka Slick. Slick. What's Slick. Slick's gonna game? bring it here. You know what, uh, Slick? Yeah, I hope it's. You're gonna win you two World know. Series tickets. You, you know what? You're, you what? How far are you gonna have to go? How long? How far you live from Fenway? A Twenty minute <laughs> yeah. drive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you can go. I'll take you, Gabe. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, nice. 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 We'll Slick's a good friend. I think. I actually think they're going to be there. Could be. You know, All right, they're, so, they're playing well, obviously. Okay, I'm going to ask you this question. And uh, we're at the point now where we're even going to start throwing little hints here. And I know you'll get the hint. So. I know what MLB Who's... stands for. Come, give me that one. <laughs> we're saving that one for Chowder. <laughs> All right. I, 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 that's, I respect that. I respect that. Uh, God bless Chowder. Uh, God bless All right. Who, right. Who struck out the most in the history of the National League? Uh, I don't know. Adam Dunn. No, no. It's actually an older. It's actually a good oh. guess. Adam Dunn struck out a lot. He was older. All right, we'll give you we'll give you one more. I was going to give right. you a hint, but you answered so fast. Uh, it's not, I'm sorry, man. I thought I had it. Sorry. All right, I was going to so, say Sammy You know Schultz. what? I'm gonna go. Uh, I know you're not. Uh, you're you're not our youngest uh, caller, so I'm gonna give this one. I to know. You. I'm a Sterling Ooh. Club member. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sterling Club. Sterling. I can't wait, bro. Yeah, that's Sterling Club. Great years deals. Away, buddy. Yeah, and my birthday's next month. Oh and, uh, yeah, you're getting close, buddy. I can't wait. You and I. You and I. Like we're gonna go for lunch over at the Palms on my that's 50th it, birthday. That's it. Exactly. Five bucks. Exactly. It's amazing. Sterling Club has its benefits. All right, I'll be busting my oh, ID. I'll, I'll make sure to always have my ID. Sterling five Club. Bucks, Sterling five Club. Bucks, five bucks. <laughs> Five bucks. <laughs> All right, who is who's the first ever commissioner of Major League Baseball? Oh shoot, it's a guy. Oh man, was that guy the guy during the Black Sox scandal too? Yeah. Shit. He's he got like uh, he's got he a weird a name, like th- three names. Yeah, it was a judge, right? Uh, I'll even give you his middle name is Mountain. Oh man, sorry. Uh, shoot. I would Mountain. His middle name's Mountain. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. Oh man. Right, thanks, I don't know. 
All right. I gave it a shot. Oh, thanks, man. Anyway, good Slick, luck. Thank you, Slick. Have a good one, Slick. Maybe that was too hard. Am no, I asking slick. two hard questions? They're pretty hard, Gabe. Oh, yeah, I know. But the thing is, we're giving away two tickets. I don't know. You tell what Cardano wants. Like, if he wants us to get to easier, we'll go easier. Or I feel keep bad. I should have given Slick. Uh, I'm just reading the yeah. questions on, on the sheet. Yeah, I understand. I like Slick. I feel bad. He's a good man. That's nice. You guys uh, do the old uh, $5 club. Uh, yeah, it's going to be nice, man. Getting some real good deals. Right. Darnell. In Winnipeg. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's, Darnell. What's up, Darnell? How you doing? Not bad. Big fans of you guys. Been listening to you guys since the sports uh, score days. So, big fan. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for tuning. Thanks for Thanks. being a loyal supporter. We appreciate that, man. Of course. Oh, all right. So, uh, yeah, here's one, actually. All right. Here, who are the three players to hit more than 700 home runs? In oh. Major League Baseball history. Only three guys. Uh, uh, um, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Babe Ruth. Uh, yes. Yep. Um, Fat white guy, yes. Yeah, Hank Aaron, maybe. I don't know. Um, yes. Yep. Oh, look at this. Um, last one. No, I don't know. Nolan or I don't know. <laughs> Think about uh, drugs. Yeah. Um... Took a lot of steroids. Uh, yeah, steroids, big, big head. No, it's no, not no, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. It's the other steroid. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Too bad. We'll have, we'll have an NHL one one day. You'll nail this one, bro. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thanks, Darnell. Thanks for the kind words, too. Thanks for tuning in, man. All the best, guys. Who's the Winnipeg Jets goalie? Connor Hellebuck. Ding, 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 ding. All right, let's go. Uh, oh, we've Where got we uh, Mark. Mark? Is this, uh, is this old man Mark in Massachusetts? Yeah, yeah it's old man. How you doing? What's hey, up, Mark? old man? Hey, good to talk to you both. Well, thank Great. you for calling in. Yeah, old man. Uh, for he's people, our st- the statistician. Yeah, he's the official statistician. And uh, for people uh, listening to the program, old man looks like a, a slimmer Michael Moore, the movie Ooh, producer. nice. Uh, slimmer Michael Moore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd, rather, uh, I'd rather Michael Moore than Peter Griffin. So I'll yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I said slimmer too. Slimmer, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, very yeah, complimentary yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah you haven't seen. Hey, he even told me I lost some weight. <laughs> okay, so uh, oh man, what? How's your your? You know what? Your pop culture and sports knowledge is pretty damn good here. So yeah. I expect you might be able to do pretty good at uh, this. So who is the commissioner of baseball? Before Bud Selig. Uh, Bud Selig. Um, that would have been St. Vincent, I believe. St. Vincent. That is yeah. correct. Good call. That is correct. Good call. Good call. Good call. All right. So, uh, old man's on the second base right yeah. now. The, the porn, porn music part of yeah, the Yeah, I like uh, it. They were, they were doing nice. <laughs> really nice. <laughs> Good call, Florio. Expecting John Leslie to walk into the room. <laughs> hey, ladies. What's going on? What active manager has been ejected the most in their managerial career? So, in the league right now, which guy in the league has been uh, kicked out of the most games in his career? Oh, jeez. <laughs> um... To that, Terry Francona. Bad guess, actually, yeah. but uh, no, no. 
All right, we'll give you one more. Okay. We'll give you one I more. I like your style, Marenzi. Right, we'll go. We'll go more history here instead of one of these current ones. All right. Man, some of these questions are freaking hard. I told you, like they're not easy. <laughs> Come on. Who the hell's gonna know who to, who's the third winningest manager I don't in know. American League history? I don't know. Like, come on. <laughs> who? I don't know either. In <laughs> <laughs> what American League history, third winningest manager? Yeah, that's not your question. I'm trying to find like reasonable ones. Like these are just it's too like they're they're too hard. Like this is stump the Schwab type yeah, stuff. Oh, you, no, I don't. I, like, I, this yeah, isn't yeah. like yeah, yeah, sports Jeopardy. They're, they're going to be on TV for a year. No one's answering these no, questions. No, <laughs> they're not. All right, I'm trying to find a reasonable question here. What is the award given to the best designated hitter in the American League each year? I, I figured I asked you this because you're an American League guy. You're in Boston, so. Uh, would it be the uh, Edwin Martinez Award? That is correct. Wow, nice. That's strong. Wow. Well done. Oh, man. Oh, man's very, that's very good. Oh, man's on to third base here. <laughs> Now they're all kind of hard here. I'm going to give you a puncher's chance because this is just sort of a random number. Well, actually, uh, what is the record? What is the record for most home runs hit in a game by a team? Uh... I'll go with 11. Oh. It was 10. 10. Oh, <laughs> what a guess. That was so close. Toronto Blue Jays hit 10 home runs. Oh. Was it against September the Red Sox? Against the Orioles. Orioles. Huh. Against the Orioles. Wow, what a question. That's a tough question still. I know. I was looking. I, mean, I know. I I should, there's I only so many questions in the hamper. <laughs> I should have just cheated and stayed on question one. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? But I, I don't know. know I don't know who's listening. Who's, that's a good point. And like, they're going to say, are Marenzi, they, you asked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like we go like, back yeah. to the tape and go, hey, those are all from question one, Marenzi. Yeah, and like, we're like, hey, hey. I know. We tried yeah. to make it easy. And the thing it's is. It's not easy. You guys don't know. I'm supposed to document and it's all saved. And like, it's, yeah, like, it's what questions were asked. You know what I mean? To who? <laughs> Son of a man, uh, I feel bad. bad. So do slick, I. Dude. I wanted to ask an easy one. I, I was looking for. I know you were. Buddy. I can't sit there and plucking them here. I know it's Greg Sussman's fault, old man. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. If you're on hold, hang in there. We've got uh, Craig in Belleville, Sunny in New York City. Clam Chowder's on hold, but he hangs up. I think he keeps calling in and out. Oh, there is their Chowder. We're going to get to you, Chowder. Darcy, BC. So we got Darcy, Clam Chowder, Sonny, New York, Craig, Belleville. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Mike cable is just a little bit longer. Pick up those cars. I could stick the mic out the window and you can pick up. Uh, if you're into the Indy Race League, the Indy Race is going on basically outside uh, behind my condo. Oh, yeah. It's like literally feet away. If our window was pointed in another direction, we'd see it. Be able to see, like, oh. uh, be able to see it. But uh, we can freaking hear it right now. I don't know what's going on right now, but one, one of my buddies is down there. He's a gearhead. He's a gearhead. He loves this stuff. Going down to check out the practice runs. It's picking up right now. Yeah. Like uh, there's no. nothing. It's like oh, a constant yeah. wave. Oh, they're going for it now. Like I'm amazed like it's not on the mic actually because it's it sounds like we're about to get attacked type thing. Yeah, it does. It's just like it sounds like a million bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a million, million bees. bees. Yeah. Rain, like a big swarm coming at you. Sounds like a million bees. Yeah, I never uh, came up with that one, but that's what it sounds like. All uh, right. Okay, so uh, 844-84-FNTSY. And I'm actually feeling pretty bad. I should have just stuck on number one here, but uh, hey, it is it is what it is. I like the disco. I, like I do, this. too. Okay. Florio's uh, his music's uh, fantastic. Yeah, Florio, uh, good job. Uh, good job on the... Uh, the turntables today. Yeah, yeah, he's got the, the records going. All right. Uh, what do we got? Clam Chowder from Parts Unknown. Oh. Clam Chowder! Hey, how we doing? How we doing? I, w- I wasn't cut off. Catherine Finn. She's a shark. She's against me, and she must have did something. I was cut off by Catherine Flynn, the former premier. <laughs> Catherine Flynn. <laughs> that was awesome. I don't know. <laughs> You're the best. Child. I don't know if she has that power, but uh, <laughs> she caught me off guard. Yeah, so how you doing, Charlie? Finn, Finn, you know, I'm the shark. Finn, Finn. Oh, Finn. Oh, Finn. Finn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you, uh, did you, uh, did you sleep in the clam bowl last yeah. night again? Clam bowl. Ah, uh, no. I cleaned it up and I put some clam juice, and let's see what happens. Clam juice, clam juice, here, guy. <laughs> Delectable clam juice. Okay, uh, Chowder, you ready to play and, some baseball trivia? Yeah, yeah. And I want to wish you a safe and happy trip to uh, yeah, Sin City. We appreciate yeah, nice. that. We appreciate nice. that. We're not going till uh, August, uh, Chowder. Still some time. Uh, late August, but we appreciate that, uh, Chowder. All right, so let's play some baseball trivia, Chatter. What does the DH stand for in the American League? DH. Say that again. What does the DH stand for? The DH? Yes. Designated hitter. Yeah, there we go. Chatter's on the second. I'm in the clambo. I'm in the clambo. I love the clam. I love the clam. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, 
Right, <laughs> you go on, Gabe. All right, Chowder. Three players in baseball history have hit over. Three players have hit over seven uh, seven hundred home runs. Okay. We know, Babe, we know that Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron were two of them. Who was the third one? Who's the other guy? Who was the third one? Hello? Hello? Are you in the clam bowl? Clam bowl. Yeah, yeah. It was Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth. Thanks for playing, Chowder. You still there, Chowder? Chowder. I think he's gone, Gabe. Oh. I think we We want to get a feel of the passion. He got a release from the clam bowl. I think Florio uh, scooped him up in a yeah. fish net. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so we're going to we're going to Sunny right now, but I don't think this is our Sunny. And no. Speaking of our Sunny, actually, yes, uh, Sunny's a little under the weather right now. I think he's probably tuning in uh, to the program, and uh, evidently a key lime pie put him in the hospital. Was a key lime pie? Yeah, I don't know what he did. I don't know if he ate expired? it on air too fast or expired. I saw him talking about key lime pie on Twitter all week, saying how key lime pie did have been, and I sent him a tweet today. And I said, to be honest, I think it's probably more the vodka, whiskey, and rum that you drink all the time than a piece of key lime pie. Depends where the key lime pie was. And then everybody on Twitter attacked me and was like, no, Marenzi, it was key lime pie. You didn't see him eat the pie. So I don't know what he did. What did, what did, what did Sonny do? He tried to eat, like, what, you put him evil can evil? Or you try to eat, like, 32 key lime pies or something? Sounds that way. That's fast they turn on you. You didn't see him eat the pie. Yeah, people are like, Why, was, he an eating con- was he in an eating competition? Who knows? No, no. The pie was just what put him over the top. Uh-huh. The alcohol killed the yes. immune system. That's my my guess. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it couldn't absorb we'll enough you, in, the, in the crust. But we love we love you, Sonny. We Sonny, do. this is a different Sonny, I believe, though. This Sonny from New York? Sonny. Yeah. Sonny in New York joins us. What's up, Sonny? Yeah. Hey, guys. This is Sonny. How are you? Hey, thanks for calling, Sonny. Oh, doing good, Sonny. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Watching some Wimbledon in the background. Listening to the show. Yeah, That's me, what we're doing. Me too. I have money. Uh, I've got uh, Djokovic at plus 100. And I've got the over 40 and a half games. But I got more money on the over. So uh, pretty crazy tennis, man. Yeah. I was bringing this up, uh, Saudi. What do you think of this? I don't know how old you are, but these modern players, like they were showing highlights before of Bjorn Borg. And yeah. I love Bjorn Borg. I grew so up watching I. that stuff against Lendl and McEnroe and these guys. But... but these modern guys would kill them, man. It's, they're too, they're it's too amazing. athletic. It's amazing. Hey, Sonny, how great these modern tennis players are. It's, it's, it's nuts. They're all big dudes crushing the ball. It's it's all the equipment. I mean, if you look back 30 years, they're playing with wood rackets. The ball can't yep. go over 100 miles an hour. Then you got a guy like John Isner today averaging 135 miles an hour on a serve. The game is yeah. totally different. 
than it used Good to be point. back back twenty. But 30 even years even ago. if even no, I just if, think the athletes now are a little faster. Yeah, but even exactly like Isner's six ten. Like how the yeah, hell would yeah, like even with a monster. wood rocker or whatever? Yeah. Like you know, if you dropped him with a wood rocket, dropped him in the old days. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Okay, so since you're in New York, New York, going to keep this one simple here. Who was the last Yankee to wear number fifty one? Uh, I want to say Bernie Williams. That is but correct. correct. Thinking, that's correct. Well, that's correct. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. Stop. Quit your lawyer. <laughs> <head here. laughs> well, you're right. it's like a sales guy. You're yeah. like a you, made, you made the sale. You made the sale. Like, I'll buy the car. Oh, and you want the yeah? You need the rust proof. Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, I was so close to talking myself into Reggie Jackson. I'm so glad you cut me off. You want the Russell Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reggie. Uh, no, Reggie's uh, a good. Yeah, you want right. Russell Bruce? What, like what, what did Reggie wear? What did Reggie wear? Well, we can't give that away. That's that's what might be a question. That might be on here. question yeah. number three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please no. I don't know that one. All right. Okay. So now we're moving on. You're you're on second base. So it gets a little bit tougher. Which active player has made the most errors in his career? Uh, I, I, so I grew up being a Red Sox fan, uh, even though I am living living here in New York. So part of me wants to say Julio Lugo, but I know that's not right because he's not playing anymore. But which active player? I would have to be a shortstop or a third baseman. Uh, I'll give so you a hint. He doesn't like if people pat him on the head or touch his oh, head. Yeah, don't touch his head. Oh, easy, easy, easy. He's he's a gold lover. He's won so many in his career. Adrian Beltre. Thank you for that. Yep, that is correct. You got it. Yeah, you do that. Eh? They didn't like yeah, people touching his head. Don't touch his head. He hates that. Yeah, you, you, I, I told you, I'm former Boston. So, of course, I, I think J.D. Drew always hit him in the head and he didn't like that. Pedroia. Yeah, yeah there's, <laughs> there's videos. There's great. If you just look on YouTube, just do Adrian Beltre head. head. And uh, don't worry, nothing sexual will pop up. But um, <laughs> the uh, so, yeah, players well, in the dugout right to win, right? We're no, good. You need I, four. Only, I only needed two, right? Oh, no, you uh, need uh, no two more, two more. <laughs> nice try, though. I like your style, yeah, Sonny. Yeah, like Sonny's really to... going for it. He's cutting it. No, you're only on second base, bro. Yeah, like yeah, yeah you're two go, more go hits, for the home run. Two more. All right. Uh, In 1993, Jose Canseco misjudged a fly ball. Mm-hmm. Remember when the ball hit his head and went over the wall? Who hit the ball? Yeah. Who hit the ball? Uh, Martinez. Carlos. That Martinez? is correct. That is correct. We will accept Martinez. Woo. One more. Can you give me the one that you uh, you just gave? I know who we, I know who has 700 home runs. I also know what DH stands for. <laughs> and Nolan Ryan is not the one with over 700 home runs. No, I like that. The Nolan Ryan answer is good. All right, so this is no, it. Not Nolan You're one Ryan. answer away. This this is real, but but the questions do yeah. get infinitely yeah. harder. It's, it's time. H- has and, has anybody won today yet? No, no, no. Very so, rarely, Peter. There's only been a few people, people on get third, third base. base, even. So, all right, all you're, right. You're, you're close. All right. So here, I'm looking at if I'm going to get you a fair question out of the the current uh, the bunch. Here.
They're all hard. It's for the tickets. Not going to be easy. I, I'm distracted right now by 6-5 in this tiebreaker. <laughs> Who is the only player to play in the College World Series and the Major League Baseball World Series in the same year? Wow. College World Series and MLB World Series? Yeah, in the same year. Um, Brandon Finnegan? That is correct! <laughs> oh! That is correct. Brandon And you know what? I don't think you could have Googled that that fast no. either. He's watching tennis. I sort of threw you a bone because you said Boston with this. You know what I'm saying? So, like, who's looking? Wow. We got a winner. We got a t- gave away some tickets. We got a winner. TCU. Right? Yeah. We got a winner. I got to say, you're pretty, pretty where, smart where, guy. Like, seriously. When is the last time you had a winner? We have not had a winner. We haven't had. We haven't Wait, had a you winner. Are, you are the only winner. You are the smartest listener of this network. <laughs> All right, I pop that Jerry. Let's go. <laughs> are you a regular listener to the network, or do you just hear about the contest? <laughs> no, we listen in, and we watch the YouTube show too. Ah, good stuff. Good Excellent. stuff. All right, so congratulations. And um, so you get two tickets to a World Series game. And I'll tell you, man, I think the World Series is probably either going to be in your hometown or the town you're in right now. So, yeah, you know, me and my roommate, it's the Yankees and the, and the Red Sox fans. So one of us will be happy. Hey, damn right. Congra- wow. Congratulations, Sonny. You won. Uh, stay on hold. Um, Florio will get the info. Yeah, stay yeah. on hold right now. And uh, Mike Florio will get all your information, okay? Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Congratulations, Sonny. Congrats. Wow. Brandon Finnegan. He didn't hesitate either. No, that was a great answer. That was a great I was like, wow. I could have been a dick and went with the how many managers there have been since 1876. That's not fair. That's just, that's just. We've done it all week. I didn't want to torture people. I agree. That was the right thing to do. You answer that question. You deserve to go. I did give him a. I, put, I led him along on one of them earlier. Mm-hmm. But answers three and four he brought. Uh, yeah. like and he those did. are the tough and ones. Yeah, the one, like, when we got to the four, when you got to question four, when we got to question four, there's not as many questions. Like, there was, there's only about 10, 15 of them. And they're all, like, freaking hard. What batter fouled off the most pitches in one at bat? Come on, who's going to know that? Right, so I asked. I looked at all the questions. There was actually one this year. I think a guy fouled off like twenty, but that's not high enough. Wow, that's tough. Twenty-four pitch. Twenty-four. Wow, twenty-four. You're right. I said one. Remember, there was a Sunday night game. Remember, there's the other night. Yeah. Some dude. You're yeah. right. One like, uh, was it Mike Trout? No, it was uh, actually no. It was uh, just a regular. It was. Some dude, you're right. Was. I think it was a 20. He fouled off. It, it was, was 20, it was 20 pitch, pitches. And then he hit a home run. It was crazy. It was Mookie Betts. Was it Mookie Betts? It was. Well, that, no, that was against the Jays. I think he fouled off 18 or something. Yeah, there was yeah, something was earlier Betts, than that. Yeah. I know another guy did like 20. They got. Rid- they were talking about all the all, all the, the, the fouls. It was nuts. 
Uh, if you're on hold, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah contest, it's, uh, yeah, we got a winner. Yeah, we, we well, got what the, are we going to say? We it's... got the winner today. Yeah. Hey. We apologize. Uh, we have more tickets to give away, or is that it? <laughs> is that two? Two? I think that nah, that's it. Yeah, we're now. Yeah, twos. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see, though. I know because, um, you know, there could be multiple winners on different shows. That's so, a good point. You know, stay tuned. Next week, uh, we might, uh, you know, we might uh, continue playing. It was a lot of fun. Yep. We'll definitely do uh, do this um, for football as well, NFL-related questions. And, you know, hopefully we can mix it up and uh, send two of you to WrestleMania or something. We'll do wrestling <laughs> trivia <laughs> on Monday Night Raw, 1992. Yeah. <laughs> and we have... Uh, Jazz is uh, Jazz is complaining. Yes, of course, Jazz is complaining. I did. I know. He said Jazz uh, says you gave him the Beltre answer. I really didn't. No, you said he doesn't like. When you consider said, guys, you he, listen. You've heard the calls we've taken this week. Man, I gave someone a Willie Stargell question. I said his nickname is Pops. They didn't yeah. know. All right, we asked them Bartman questions. They didn't know. The fact that Sonny knew right away when he said, "Oh, Adrian yeah. Beltre." Not a lot of people know that. Like he has to know. He has to be a smart dude to know that. You gave him. You gave people clues all week. So it's yeah, not but that I, there was I no, gave yeah. people clues that the clues that I gave though were always like, look, when we said steroids, we were trying to get the Bonds. damn answer. Yeah, exactly. There, right? I know Buddy what said Mark McGuire, whatever. But when I said, all right, who struck out the most in National League history? His nickname is Pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you know. Who pops is, you know the answer, yeah. and that's that's trivia as well. You know what I mean? It was the same thing, except people didn't know. It's Willie Stargell. Willie Stargell is pops. All right, we are family. Congratulations to Sonny. Great job. Poor our Sonny. Poor our Sonny's in I the know, hospital on Key Lime Pie. And exactly. Sonny in New York just won two tickets to the World Series. Tale of two Sonnies. The bad luck continues. It does. 